to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today on the brink of the 2021 fall school year, uh, and we are going to do an episode today all about back-to-school excitement and how some countries celebrate the beginning of their school years in different countries. So it should be a good episode. We're going to talk a little bit about our own experience as Americans, because I'm curious to see if there were any traditions in Jared's family, uh, and we can talk about what uh, my family did for the first day or first week of school as well. So this should be a fun episode, and uh, if any of you are actually uh, either going back to school or college or university, uni, this is the episode for you. So stay tuned, and without further ado, I'm here with my co-host, my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello, Chad. I've never heard of um, back-to-school celebrations I feel like the only back to school celebration. I've not. Ne- Whether they like have parties before back to school year or something, you'll tell me about it later. Well, you're gonna find out. Like that's only, for sure. I feel like the only um, back to school celebration I'm familiar with is consumerism, and that's that's the celebration mm. that we have here in the United States. You better believe it. I went to Meyer just to get some random stuff the other day, and they had like the the back to school section up, and I got anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I ask you, Jared? Did you come out of there with like five notebooks, like no. three packs of pens? You know, I, I no, I didn't. I didn't even look at it. I was so disgusted. I think it, I think it maybe just because it reminded me that I'm supposed to be figuring like, figuring out grad school and I haven't started. And I'm like, oh god, a constant reminder that back to school season is happening for me too at some point. Right. Oh, <sighs> but yeah, no, it, it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Doesn't it? Do you you get a, you get a good feeling when you see that back to school section? You get excited uh, for back yeah, to school. Yes and no. I mean, when when I wasn't when I was doing just teaching work, so I had the summers off. Um, it was kind of a bittersweet feeling because it was like, well, my vacation's ending, but you know, pretty soon I'll get back to work again. Um, but it it just really depends. Now that you know, now I'm working during the summer and my job is a little bit different so it doesn't have quite the same the same meaning you know yeah for sure i i yeah and i i forgot i didn't even think when i asked you that didn't even i didn't even think about the fact that you're in academia so even for you versus me the idea because i haven't you know i haven't interacted with school since i left it but you're that's still part of your life to a certain extent right do you want to um do you want to play a game by the way jaw of course uh, i do uh, saw style um, Raid the <laughs> I want to play a game. Currently, your son is on the other side of town in a suspended above a thing of sharks. Anyway, did you hear about uh, Juventus's dumbass Instagram po- or so- Twitter post? I don't know if they put it. No, on Instagram. what happened? So Juventus, this is their their ladies team. Juventus apologizes for racist post shared on women's team Twitter feed. You didn't see it. You didn't. I saw it. Okay. Uh, see, this is you know I'm not really on Twitter. That's why I love Twitter. You, I see these things in real time, uh, and it's so exciting. I, I say this all the time, but whenever you see something like a Twitter moment happen in real time, it's very exciting. <laughs> so, did you just kind of know when you saw this tweet, you were like, "Oh, well, yep, this is going to be bad," or or what happened? The reason I saw it, you know, I don't follow the women's Juventus team on Twitter. The reason I saw it is because someone else I follow is like, "This is not a good look." Uh, I, I think I think they were mentioning they were surprised how long it was up, but then um, what was the tweet? Oh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. So Juventus has apologized after a tweet was posted on its women's team official account showing a player making uh, a racist gesture towards Asian people. The entire Uh-oh. the Italian soccer club sparked outrage on Thursday after it tweeted a photo showing defender Cecilia Salvai. Uh, using her fingers to pull her eyes back while oh, wearing no. a red training cone on her head. You know, like one, not, not, not a tall one, but you know, one of the, the flat ones. Right. I don't know yeah. why I'm using my head to show you, but, um, but um, you know, one of the, you know, skinnier flat ones. I, I know what cones are talking about. Yeah. Uh, the post also uh, included emojis that mimicked the eye pulling gesture. It was like a, a squinting emoji. Right. Oh, geez. Uh, he, um, the, the photograph was swiftly taken down, but not before it prompted a ferocious backlash and accusation of blatant racism from the online community. I'm always shocked at I, I am always shocked at this level of ignorance. Like, who thought this was a? Oh, you know why right. I saw it? Because someone commented, 
uh, on how many like this is a essentially a corporate account, you know, how many right. levels this goes. Like it's not just I don't think it's just one rogue person just posting shit, you know. Like there's someone in charge of actually setting up the post, but I feel like there's more than one person in charge of this account, you know. It's not just you one know, guy Jared, or one girl. You know, Jared, I think you'd be surprised. Maybe actually. it seems like it because <laughs> this be seems surprised. like so yeah. obviously dumb. You know, it's like how right. did you not? How, like this is such a classic. What did they even say in that post? Like, I don't think I just it. Don't get how... I, I don't think it said anything. I've, it was just a picture of her doing with the emojis. Doing, oh man, oh man. Well, why? Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> That what makes is it, no sense to me whatsoever. What does it have to do with um, soccer? T- like, I don't understand what it has to do with soccer. That, like, that I, what person does it do got with fired, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no is idea. Is that a fireable offense? I would, I would say okay, so, right? So what it is is actually, so it's one emoji. I see it now. I pulled it up. It's one emoji of the uh, the squinting emoji, and on each okay. side there are the fingers doing the guns that point okay. towards the head, but essentially okay. mimicking, like, pulling, pulling the, the yeah. eyes back. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Oh, you can't just copy and paste stuff. I thought maybe you could, but it's not that advanced. I don't understand the benefit. You know, like, like what, right. what does this have to do with even soccer? <laughs> Is what I'm right. confused at. So yeah, um, so yeah, that that didn't go well. That's so crazy. But I can. I wonder if the player will get in any trouble. I don't know. Let me continue reading the article because the apology is coming up next, which we oh, have to yeah, um, read the apology. All right, here we go. Sorry, I'm closing the picture that I was looking at of, of her doing the racist gesture. And, you know, it's pretty clear. Um, okay. We sincerely apologize that our tweet, which was not meant to cause controversy or have any racial undertones, may have offended anyone. The club said in a statement published on its official Twitter account shortly after the post was taken down. I believe there's more. Hold on. Juventus has always been against racism and discrimination, it added, with a... Uh, hashtag differences make the difference. When CNN asked Juventus what social media protocols it had in place, the club declined to answer, pointing out, uh, pointing to its online apology, where it promised a thorough review to prevent similar things from happening again. A thorough. See, so I'm telling you, Jared, they only had one rogue person posting. That's what you I think. think. You think? I think so. You think if they had like a big team, they would just say it? Because I don't think that's better. <laughs> I don't think it's good right. either way. Well, I think the no the no comment obviously is the is I think the it's smart. Plea the there's, fifth. There's nothing. Yeah. There's there's nothing good you can say after this. I kind of do right. think that's smart. Just leave. You said the apology. Just leave it like that. Just yeah. leave it at that. Because if, the more you talk about it, that, that almost never that makes goes, it worse. Almost a lot never of times, goes yeah. well. Then you're trying to essentially right. essentially you're explaining away your race, like trying to explain the racism. Right. And it's like, no, I just own up to it and move on, I guess. Exactly. Uh, um, Juventus immediately realized that the club had committed an unforgivable mistake, and this mistake has seriously hurt the feelings of all people who oppose racial discrimination, the club said in a Friday statement post on its website. CNN asked Selvi for comment through the club, while Juventus said in its website statement that it assumes full responsibility for the occurrence of the incident and its serious impact. The 27-year-old Salvai has not uh, hasn't posted on social media, but has turned off comments on Instagram. The con- controversy comes uh, months after Juventus marked International Day Against Racial Discrimination on March 21st. Players wore special jerseys featuring numbers associated with statistics related to racism, such as fact as this fact that one in three black people experience racial har- harassment in Europe. That's probably just all of them, let's be honest. Um, in, in, floor, uh, in Friday's statement, uh, the, the, the other two out of three don't realize, they just don't realize that people are also being racist towards them as well. Also, right. it's in the policy. It's not just how some person coming up to you and do anyway. That's not the problem. That's not the problem. I don't need to. I don't need to. In Friday's statement, Juventus said opposing racial discrimination or supporting the common development of multiple cultures are the principles that Juventus as a club has always adhered to and continue to practice uh, to put into practice. Read the apology. I mean. This is a tricky one, dude. This is a. Mm-hmm. I will. I will say, as we've already mentioned, but I do like the fact that they apologize and just left it at that. Sure. So, sure. So I will say that I think brings it up. I would give it a six, maybe because of that I might bring it up to a seven. Maybe. 
Maybe I'm being too generous. No, I was but. thinking six or seven as well. I, you know, I get so annoyed at these corporate stand against racism buzzwords. I wish they would have, instead of just saying, we stand against racism, we've always stood against racism, explain, you know, like we, like we have this foundation or we donate and we, you know, we're, we're continuing to learn. I feel like it could have been, it, it wasn't the best. But That's um, a great point, Jared. It's like donate the, to a charity. Well, Put yeah. your money where your mouth is. Or explain how you've already been doing that because apparently you've cared about racism for a while. So right. explain and then you how, post something like this, which makes no sense. And like say, like this is why we continue to you know invest in these organizations and continue to learn our, ourselves or something. And so right. I, I get sort of annoyed at the corporate buzzwords, you know, and I and especially sure. in the sport, the sports, a lot of them, Formula One, soccer, even oh, but, uh, like they like they do all these like just like such like a empty sort of we stand against racism it's like i don't know right. end racism i hate that end right. racism it's like okay that's such a that's such a generic how are, yeah how are you going to do that <laughs> and i think that's that's such to me like such a european view of racism and i, right. I like i, I you feel can just like end it i feel like that's not really something we talk about as far as people that I even care about like racism in the US I feel like it's not about this idea of ending it but at least like at least big like it's bigger than that you know it's like fixing the systemic problems that lead to even cuz I think the idea of ending racism is is some sort of it's not that's not a that's not a realistic goal right well, yeah, it's not like one day we're just going to be like, oh, okay, racism is over. Like, yeah. yay. Like, that's kinda, not how that works. You know, it kind of also reminds me of you, the people that always talk about, like, you know, once the old people die, racism will end. It's like, you no, know, young people are racist, quite. too. <laughs> yeah. There are yep. a lot of terrible uh, sections of the Internet filled with young people talking about race, terrible racist stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a normal part of the Internet. I don't it's not an old person thing. I mean, old people teach it, I guess, but they've taught it. And it's moved right. on to new generations, you know. Right. So that yeah, this what do you mean end racism? All of a sudden, everyone will be like, "Yeah, you're right. Racism is bad." <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a very very uh, um kind of a loft. Not, not loft. Like yeah, no, that's it is you're, lofty, you're but that's not I don't that's not the word I want to use. It is lofty in the sense it's like all right, good luck. That's a big goal. Right. But it's unattainable. Yeah. Like, it's not... Lofty goals are attainable. <laughs> right. It's unattainable. Yeah, um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I'd give that, like, a six just... or seven. It wasn't the worst, right. but I... But I, I... There's too many... I hate I hate those corporate racial buzzwords. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, man. And just... I do not know exactly, like, what you said. Like, I, d I just don't see the relation it has to anything soccer-related or yeah. any... Like, I just don't get... Who was like, this is a good idea. Yeah. Like, we should we should post this. Like, what? Yeah, I don't understand. Just take a picture of them practicing. It's at practice. I don't know. It's like, this is right. a soccer account. Right. What does exactly. this have to do with anything? <laughs> right. Yeah. I Just a random white person making the racial Asian eyes that has been clearly known to be racist for a long time. You know, like, this right. is not a new thing. And, with the, right. the, and then even with the cone on the head, too, it's like, I don't understand what this has to do with anything <laughs> yeah what are you yeah what are you trying to do here yeah oh man it's crazy oh yeah my God. it's but crazy yeah, that was not that was not the best no i would i would agree with that that's that's for sure i want to talk to you about something jared real quick before we get into our oh labels because i thought this would be really interesting and i'd like to get your thoughts on this I, I don't know if you've heard about this yet so i'm kind of excited uh here we go the, the headline is magnetizable concrete and roads could charge electric cars while you drive. Have you heard about this? I'm sure you've heard about this, right? I've heard about this. I've done extensive research into this back in the day at my one of my old jobs. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I saw this and I just thought this was really fascinating. Um, I mean, is it is it uh, talking about lofty goals here, Jared? Is do you think is this something that's attainable one day? In, in, um, I don't think it's necessary. First, I, I really I don't think really it's okay necessary. Um, I think what's more, I think what, what needs to be focused on is like a strong, uh, charging infrastructure and, and not in this. And I, I think the idea of like charging is, I don't think it's necessary. It's like gas cars have worked for a long time off of the prospect that you drive for a couple hundred miles and you could stop for a couple minutes and fill up again. I think that's way more 
financially viable and okay. useful of a concept with electric cars to be able to get the charging and battery technology down where you can almost make the stop close to as quick or as quick as a as a gas stop. I think financially and infrastructure wise, that makes a lot more sense. We have bridges uh, everywhere in the United States that are decades past their like useful life. Um, and it's just like, oh, well, we don't have the money. We'll get to it when we get to it. But you expect these same people to install, um, like to Magnetized completely roads. like uproot our, are they trying this anywhere like Sweden or Finland or something? Well, so so according to this article last month, Indiana's Department of Transport announced a collaboration with Purdue University and German company, um, I think that's uh, Magment, to test out whether cement embedded uh, with magnetized particles could provide. Um, oh, but it doesn't say. What's the company? But I, I would Mag um, Magna. That's a company. Uh, no, M A G Magment. M A G M E N T to test out whether. Yeah. Um, I think what's more useful, why, I, I, I like the idea of wireless charging. I think that that um, could be very useful and possible. I know that companies like um, Target, Walmart, stuff like that have invested in wireless charging parking spots. And I think that concept, I like that concept where whenever you go someplace, there can be certain parking spots where you can you know, fill up on a charge and not have to plug anything in. I think that's that. Wouldn't that be crazy if it was just a magnetized parking spot and you can just roll up? And I just... mean, dude, I have multiple wireless chargers for my phone in my house. It's, it's it could be a similar concept. The thing is right. that it requires a relatively universal magnetized, uh, uh, like pad for to be installed on the cars. Okay. I think that is more useful and just getting our our battery and charging technology not just useful but viable getting our battery and charging technology more efficient and the idea of like wireless charging maybe at like various public places that you might go to um i could see that but uh the idea of magnetizing the roads and i get the concept um but i don't think it's that necessary to to always be full on battery like that and right. um, I have no faith in, in in that sort of thing being installed in our infrastructure. I see what they're doing here. I'm looking at the Magment um, website, and they use it also in like um, like warehouses with like automated um, uh, what do you call high lows and forklifts and stuff. That makes perfect sense, um, right. especially yeah. since they go along very specific tra like uh, mm -hmm. paths and stuff like that. And if they're automated, then no one, or even if they're not automated then like you can just never have to worry about downtime i guess so i get that but at one thing you mentioned too jared about it being financially viable i'm reading here that the cost of these roads is 1 million per kilometer or about 1.9 million per mile yeah um which is crazy i mean to think about how expensive that and would be. how efficient is that you know like how wide is it in relation to how wide the 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 lane is or how big you're charging like how like how, how how if you're just going along a freeway what what at what what's the percentage of you actually being perfectly lined up with it i don't know i just i don't think it's i don't think it's useful i don't think it's a right. useful goal uh for electric uh for electric driving because we've gone forever with the idea of gassing up a car in a couple minutes not being an issue and that's right. what everyone it compares electric cars to the idea of i wish I, it could be as quick as gassing up a car and so i don't need, I, I think the idea of i don't think it's necessary that's what i'm gonna say okay that's fair i just thought it was cool. interesting i'm not I saying it's not your, cool right yeah yeah it is really interesting i just wanted to get your your thoughts on it so i'm i'm glad i asked because that i do like the idea of like a like a magnetized parking structure or something, mm -hmm. or just like a couple of spots. Yeah. Because you're right, like the whole road, unless everyone's using an electric car, like what's the point? Yeah, you know? it just seems it just seems cost prohibitive for the for the, like the especially in relation to the usefulness. Right. Right. That makes and sense. And the likelihood that it would actually happen. You know, we have roads right. here, and we got a lot of roads here. Yeah. We have terrible roads here in Michigan. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are a true. lot of places in the U.S. that have terrible roads, but um, right. it would be nice for them to just make a lot of these roads drivable where I'm not constantly in fear for my car, let alone right. it charging my car as well. That's the least of my concerns. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, we're trying to dodge potholes here in Michigan, <laughs> that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, buddy, uh, I think uh, you might happen to know what time it is. I do. It's time for those untranslatables, those idioms, those sayings, those proverbs that don't quite translate properly into, that's right. into English or any other language, I guess. Can I get us started with a German one? No. I'm going to go first. Of course. Sure, okay, go, go for it. No, I don't care. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Uh, this first one is uh, Blut, uh, it's German, sorry. Mm-hmm. Blut und Wasser schwitzen. To sweat blood and water. Yep. Is that like to like, like work super hard? Put all, put your all Very into it. Very good, Jared. I'm out Hit here. Hit that ham horn. That sounds like something I, I could hear like a, an American person saying. I sweat blood and water out here to put food on the right. table for you ungrateful well, children. Well, we have a similar untranslatable, Jared. Yeah. Oh, uh, blood, sweat, and tears. I put my blood, yeah. sweat, and tears into this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. I, this one, though, it's interesting, though, Jared. It also, apparently, it has two meanings. So it, it can mean to work very hard, or as, as my uh, German website here says, sehr hart arbeiten. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, though, Jared, is große Angst haben, so to be very afraid or very scared. Okay. All right. So maybe that's like you're so terrified, you're you're crying ah, and somehow you're I bleeding. See. I see. You got your nose bleed. Yeah. <laughs> Not like our last episode, the the Tagalog to have a nose bleed. Oh, what right. Was that one again? Nosebleed ako. It is to. It was to have a nosebleed, but that means to right. lie. That's right. Um, That's right. My um, that was impressive because I don't even have that on my notes anymore. So the fact that I pulled it out, I'm impressed with myself. Uh, my nice. my favorite untranslatables are always one that I come across across in my real life, and this is one I was listening to a Formula One podcast that I listened to, and they're uh, they're uh, British people, and they they um they started the pod by saying we just uh came to have a little chin wag. And I'm like, chin wag. At first, I had to rewind because I'm like, did he say chin wank? Uh, <laughs> and, and I looked that up. I was like, oh, that's not a thing. He did not say that. A chin wag. Yeah, a little chin wag. It's like a little chat, right? Yeah, a friendly a conversation. Yeah, I like that. A chin wag. A little chin wag. Have you heard that before? I haven't, but you know, it makes like a, I put like in a the dog con- wagging your tail, like maybe when you're talking and your chin moves. Uh, I mean, you know? I, I understand. I don't. I, I wouldn't relate. You mentioning the dog part almost threw me off. But I'm with you with the idea of like, you know, if you're talking, your chin is moving around, and so that's how they explain talking. But the right. the dog part threw me off. <laughs> well, just I was using that because the, they wag their tail. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. And w- yeah, that was the only relation. Wag, but, wag is yeah. a word. Oh no! I guess you wag your finger at someone too. Yeah, I'm like yeah. that's. I was like, do you only use that in relation to dogs? But no, I guess you can wag your finger or no, you your chin. Apparently, your right? That's clearly a British thing because I've <laughs> as an American, yeah, I've never heard that. But that's yeah, a, that that's made me a cool rewind one. the pot. I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah, chin wag, a little chin wag. <laughs> I can't even right. say wag in a British way. What what wag? A little chin wag. A little chin wag. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure depending on where in in. Uh, England. Oh yeah, it'll, it'll obviously change. Um, all right. Well, I got a Japanese one for you, Jared. Um, Kishi kasai, which means uh, this sounds this sounds uh, maybe a little deeper than it needs to be, but here we go, Jared. Wake from death and return to life. Is that just like um, I, I need like to like you know it's been a long day. I need to. Like I need to refresh. I need to, I need to to re-energize. Uh, not quite. We have an English untranslatable that has to do with lemons. Oh, it's just if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Which means what, Jared? Make the best out of a shitty situation. There you go, my what man. What was the yep. literal in Japanese again? Wake from death and return to life. So oh, I, I guess see. the bad situation is the death, right? But right, you wake yeah. from it, return to life. Oh, okay, yeah, I think ours is better. Not no offense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure maybe in Japanese it just That's sounds true. cooler. I mean, you know I'm, I mean, I'm saying I'm basing this off of literal translations, which you can't really do right. when you talk about untranslatables. It kind of defeats the purpose. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, I have a Lithuanian one for you, and it's Raiti Akimis. Swallows with they their eyes. 
with their eyes, to swallow with oh, their eyes. Oh, is that to be like shocked or surprised? No. No. Swallows with, is it to cry? No. I guess if you swallowed with your eyes, you, you'd you be puking with your eyes, I guess, if you were crying, right? <laughs> that is the Lithuanian untranslatable for crying, is puking with your eyes. <laughs> no, I just made that up. Um, swallow with your eyes um, has nothing to do with crying. Although give me, maybe uh, give me a clue. if you're swallowing okay. something with your eyes, it could lead you to tears. Maybe if you're, you know, traveling and you find yourself at the Eiffel Tower, at the top of a mountain. So is it just to like see like a, right. a breathtaking view? There you go. There you go. Okay. Swallow it with your eyes. Take so it you're in. Just really take taking it, it in. Taking yeah. a taking okay. a great yeah. view. To swallow okay. it with your eyes. <laughs> I like that. That's makes sense too, because that's kind of what you're trying to do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You want to see try to look at every aspect of it, you know, just staring deeply at right. something for a long time. I, I really enjoy that. Um after like uh you know, I've climbed not climbed, but I've hiked some various mountains in my life. And when you get to some level of a peak and you can look out onto like how high up you are in comparison to where you started, that's a great time for me to swallow with swallow that in with my eyes. Like, Absolutely. Wow, I, that's... I started all the way down there. Look at this. Yeah. I'm in the clouds. You got a lot now. to swallow with your eyes for sure. My last one for you today, Jared, is Dutch. Uh, and uh, I think we've used this one before, but it's a good a good one to review. Uh, now let's review, folks. Something about coming. Okay. With an o. Something about what, what coming do you think with op, an o. Op, What do you think op means? Two. No, a a a p. Op. Oh, I was thinking a b. A a p. Op. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. What English word has the letters A and P in it? A lot. Trap house? No, no, just it's it's a short word, <laughs> oh. three letters. <laughs> Ape. Oh, I see, I see. But I think it actually means monkey. Op now the monkey, monkey comes out of the sleeve. Monkey and ape, two different things. Or like okay, a, well, maybe. No, I'm asking. I'm asking you. Do you do you know? Well, I I I mean, yes, they are, but maybe in Dutch it's I could not two different things in Dutch. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Because you're saying you're saying they are different animals. I think an ape is a type of monkey. That's what I was gonna say. So all monkeys are apes, but not all apes are monkeys. Is that how it might go? Listen, out of my depth. No, I I think I think all apes are monkeys, but not all not all monkeys are apes. All apes are. Oh, interesting. All right. Because apes come from. And anyways, but I'm not gonna... do- doesn't matter. <laughs> now the monkey comes out of the sleeve. Oh, the truth comes out of the bag. Oh, now the truth uh, comes out of the bag. Well, not the truth, but something oh, does come out of the, the bag. the lie gets exposed? Say? You're a uh, liar. Yeah, I guess. And I've exposed the... you. Well, what, what do we say in English with a bag? What do we let out of the bag? The cat comes out of the bag. Not there the truth we go. comes out of the bag. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the cat. Yeah. I thought I was yeah, saying the, the untranslatable when I said the truth comes out of the bag, but it's cat, not truth. Yeah, yeah, it's the cat. Okay. Hey, for some people, Jared, cats are their truth. Um, I guess. But yeah, so, I don't so, even know what that This means. one, Jared, I like this because this one has a little origin story for you. So the reason why they use this uh, idiom is in the past, street artists would often perform tricks by hiding a monkey in their coats at the end of the performance, the monkey would come out of the sleeve and reveal the trick. So I don't know, mm. maybe you're doing a card trick. And I mean, the monkey jumps out with the card. Who knows? That does seem very impressive. That's an impressive right. trick to even keep a monkey contained in your jacket that's for like true. an hour. <laughs> you, know? you gotta give it lots of treats or something, Jared. That's for sure. By treats, do you mean drugs? Because that's probably what they did. The sedated I mean, pro- them. Probably. Like if I give them half of this Xanax, they'll come to in about an hour and a half when it's time for my finale. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you gotta time it just right <laughs> that's their snack um all right let's talk about the start of the school year chad let's do it it is on the horizon fall 2021 hard to believe um well the f- first hard thing i believe. actually 
Oh, I, see. Uh, I, I, I could. like the time has flown by. I guess is what it's. I, mean, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess that's so shocking to me. It's not shocking, but I was thrown off by you saying that because I don't think about the start of the school year anymore. Like right. the fact that school starting is something that's never on my mind because I have a job that doesn't is not dictated by the school year. So like. Honestly, I haven't really. That's why I didn't never even really think about it until I was in Meyer the other day. I was like, "Oh my god, uh, trapper keepers," and it freaked me out. <laughs> right, <laughs> but yeah, I guess you your your schedule is a lot more school year based than mine, generally speaking. Right. Well, especially because next week is uh, when I have to go back to the office. So, oh really? Because it's the beginning of yep. the school year. Yeah. Yep. All the faculty Ooh. are coming back on campus. Good luck. I mean, I'm. I mean, good luck. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Are they going to yeah, make I'm, you wear masks? Yes, sir. Okay, that's yep. good. Thankfully, they've, and I think that is a good thing. They've mandated, even if we had a lot of talks in my office. Yep, we had a lot of talks in my office about when we were going to do workshops and stuff in person, because if there wouldn't have been a mask mandate, we would have had to basically kind of ask people to wear a mask. And like, you, I mean, if you've read anything in the news, some Americans have not been too keen on wearing masks. Yeah. Um, so my, so yeah, my company, but, um, my company has had like a fun field trip thing planned for us in a couple of weeks, uh, and they had to cancel, and I was bummed because it was also on my birthday too, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be dope, and they canceled it, and I was like, I mean, that makes sense, but I'm also sad. Um, so start of the school year. I mean, obviously, it's the start of the school year. It's 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 so, but it really has turned into like just another like like. To me, it's almost no different than like Christmas season or Halloween season when it comes yeah. to how it's treated uh, with the with like especially in the store the retail You're yeah right. that's what I mean like retail wise mm-hmm. like it's the same sort of concept of like oh we got to get the the stuff up we got to get the deals and it's like it's in a, and it's it's um. It's you know what, Jared? Mm-hmm. It's funny you mention uh, getting the the stuff out, getting the deals. There's one uh, interesting story I heard from one country where a lot of the parents will buy the school supplies months in advance because mm. right before the school year, they inflate of the course. cost of everything. Of course. Uh, it's genius. Can you guess which country this is? Um, I have no idea. The U.S.? They speak Portuguese. Oh, Brazil? I Yes, I sir. Imagine you, you wouldn't say there were only a couple options. It'd be yeah. Portugal. Um, right. Isn't that crazy though, dude? Like, can you imagine? I mean, they probably like, do that if, everywhere. I'm sure there are some savvy um, Americans that do the same thing here. That's um, true. But, but, because how could it be a Brazilian thing? Because if it was like specifically a Brazilian thing, companies would just catch on and be like, "All right, well, right. now we know." In in oh, I don't know uh, <laughs> December, we got to keep an eye out. But you br- right. we bring we talk about the consumerism of it. Let's talk about school supplies. I mean, it both made me anxious when I saw it because it made me feel like, oh shoot, school start, and I was like, oh right, I don't go to school. But then at the same time, I can't deny <laughs> it's going to be late for fifteenth grade. <laughs> I can't deny that um, getting new school supplies. Oh, that's fun. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, yep. especially like the the lower the younger you are. You know, mm-hmm. like the markers, the people that get fancy pencils. You seem like someone that would at least have a 32 pack of crayons. Uh, I probably did back in the day. You're not an only child, but you were kind of raised as an only child. And right. I feel like you got a lot of those only child perks, like the 32 pack of crayons, not the handmade. I think I had the 24 pack that had the crayon sharpener yeah. built in. I think you had to, if you, I believe that you had the crayon sharpener, but I believe, did they have those on the 24 packs? I feel like you at least had to have like one of the bigger ones. Did you? Maybe, Maybe well, not. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. remember. But there were always but those people right, that though, had like dude. the 64 pack and you're like, oh, your parents really love you. Right. <laughs> you know what countries though, Jared, I think uh, is kind of interesting with the school supplies because they use specific um, things in these little, um, well, one's a bag. Well, I guess technically they're both bags. The first one that I have to mention, obviously, is Germany, the uh, Schultüte or Zuckertüte. What's that? Which is, uh, I think, traditionally, I don't remember now. If Which the, is German for I school think, bag, by the way. Yeah, Right, school bag or sugar bag, the Zuckertüte. I think right. depending on where you are in Germany, I couldn't tell you right now which, you know, if it's north, south, east, or west, where they would say Zuckertüte. But anyways, what it is is it's like a, 
big like paper cone it looks like and parents put school supplies like pencils erasers probably like a little notebook or paper um, but then also some treats hence the like sugar bag the tsukartuta um, i wonder though jared is this what you consider like one of those celebrations well do they do this uh, at the I'm stores into the celebrations what they do this at the stores the, uh, n- no, I think that well, they buy the stuff at the stores and then they ah, then put the, it together I at home. I, I was, I, I, you know, I'm maybe I'm just so tainted by America. I thought you were saying like at the stores they would have these cones that you'd put the stuff into to buy. I it. think, I think you can. I Which thought you when I was at home, like it's something that it's like here's right. your. Tuk- I see, I see. It's not like right. I, I got you. And it's funny too, Jared, because when I was working, um. You know, at a, a summer language camp one year, we actually made tsukartuten uh, with the with the kids in the camp, and it was a blast. But I will say, the only bad thing about the tsukartuta is when you uh, put too much candy in there, the kids are hyped up on sugar all day at school. <laughs> Didn't you have something like that in the Czech Republic? Something similar? Um, uh, I don't. Or maybe I'm thinking of the whips. I think that's what I'm thinking of. The whips. okay, yeah, that's something way different. Yeah, yeah. not that's not, for not diff- Yeah, that's completely different. I see yeah. them there. I feel like I. These do seem familiar. I feel like I might have seen these as a as a kid. Uh, maybe it didn't really dawn you on me what did. it was. Right. But now that I look at them, because they also have like they'll have like you know like the latest sort of children's pop culture thing on it, like Frozen right. or like Cars too. Um, these things are these things came out like twelve years ago that I'm naming. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> whatever the kids are into these days, yeah. Okay. 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 I think probably because I was also too old for at you know I I got the, there for the seventh funny, grade. You know what's funny though, Jared, about the the Schultüten, uh, is that I've been to a couple German graduation parties and they'll show pictures. It's adorable. They'll show pictures of the kids. Um, you know, holding their schultüte before they go to school, mm-hmm. kind of like a lot of Americans will usually. Oh like yeah, there's a stereotypical like the take the yeah. take the picture like on your porch, yeah, or with a little right sign. outside first day of third grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and your backpack on and your <laughs> fresh exactly. outfit, your exactly. new sketchers. Um, right. The funny <laughs> thing though about the schultüte, though, Jared, is a lot of times these bags or these cones are as big as the kids. Like they hold them. Yeah, it's I'm like looking at it right as now. As I see that. Their body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's another country as well, though, Jared, that where uh, the tradition is to also give your students something. But this one's a little bit more practical. It comes from Japan. And uh, have you heard about this before, Jared? These are specific backpacks called randoseru. Uh, I think that's how you say it, which these are like these fancy, um, really like durable, heavy duty backpacks that they give Usually children in kindergarten, and they use these, these backpacks, Jared, nice. up to sixth grade. I mean, these are like leather. So, these are nice. Yeah, they're built. They're built to last. I was checking these out, and I might get one for myself. They look man. like they're they made by cool. like designers, right? But they're they're just very basic, but they're mm. very durable, from what it seems like. And so, in these uh, Randuceru uh, backpacks, you know, the kids have like also school supplies again. Probably also some treats here and there. Maybe even some notes of encouragement, you know, from mom or dad or grandma, grandpa, whoever. Um, I think if you had one here in the U.S., it would be pretty cool, you know? Like, it, Yeah. Because I've never I've never seen the specific style. You need and to get one of these before you go back to grad school, Jerry. They have some. I'll give you some think, grad school resources, yeah, put it in there for I don't know if you. I'm going to be going to a classroom. But um, they, and that's so much cooler also than like a... Uh, I wonder if they have them... Like I, there's some here that are like the kids have like uh, round ones, but there are some that are like more square, and those look pretty cool. I'm looking them up to see if Rondo Seru backpack. I'm looking at Amazon, which is probably not the best place to get it, but they do have money. Oh, they have a. They're like a hundred dollars in. Yeah, Amazon. they're like a hundred to a hundred. Yeah, they're like a hundred bucks for sure. But they look they look like heavy duty, like they can really. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, there's you know, this one really here that, that I really like, but it's also two hundred and eighteen dollars. And I have no need for a backpack. Fly, I don't go anywhere ever. Right. Well, hey, if you ever did go somewhere, you would be set. That's for sure. Yeah. They are cool looking. Check those out. Um, and so what they what they mention here, um, according to insider.com about these backpacks, is it's a way to welcome students into a different part of society. Uh, school mm-hmm. is all about new beginnings. So uh, and actually, Jared, in Japan, the first day of school is on April 1st. Um, okay. And so most first-year students receive the, uh, they call it here, a stiff backpack or randoseru. Uh, many, uh, many parents will also gift their child with a new, new desk in the home, 
hoping to set them up for academic gift. success. I mean, it's not an exciting gift, but as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's a nice gift. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I would <laughs> not be kid, opposed like, to. Oh, yeah, a new desk for me to do homework on. <laughs> right. Um, right. I think as far as back to school items go, backpacks got to be one of the best. Am I wrong? Oh, for sure. Who doesn't... And a fly new pair of shoes if, if you don't wear a uniform. Shoes is good. Yeah, that's good, too. I remember like 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 the eras of backpack. You know, like what what were the cool backpacks? The Jan Sports, for example. Yep. But those things, have you ever? Did you ever have a Jan Sport? I was never a Jan Sport guy. Good no. because those things would fall apart with more than a half a book. They were so weak. <laughs> I would always get the Swiss Gear backpacks, and they always uh, lasted okay. forever. Yeah, but those aren't like a kid's backpack. Swiss gear. They had like the... I, I'm trying to think what I... I probably had like something goofy like... The Dakines like were dope back in the day. Oh, those were cool. Yeah. Kids would have... I, oh, I remember the Swiss. These were super popular. Not really cool. No, I'm not going to lie. Not a I cool wasn't, backpack. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a cool <laughs> backpack kind of guy. I loved know? a good backpack back in the day. Okay. I still think... I, not to brag. I still think I have some good backpacks today. You know hey. what was another funny thing, too, in school, Jared, uh, related to backpacks, were uh, if you had a cool lunchbox, especially yes. when you were younger. Yeah. It was it was so funny because I remember, like, there were, uh, there was an, uh, an era when I would just get a straight-up paper bag. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, what does this say about me <laughs> that I have a paper bag? Also, the paper bag was annoying because I would always get to school. Like, I, I would try my hardest to, like, position it not to like mess up my sandwich Smash your sandwich but, yes right. but my sandwich would always like end up under like my heaviest textbook and i'm like oh great now i get this a smashed ball of dough peanut butter and jelly this is great right um and it's all hot the the your uh sandwich is all hot too yeah right no a good lunch what kind of what what sort of lunch boxes do you remember from your day that stuck out to you so I, I thankfully always had the ones that had the like the characters. They were like made out of vinyl that had like okay. uh, that kind of almost cooler inside to keep things. Oh, and I would yeah. usually put a little ice pack up top. Is it like the one uh, where it had the almost like a it had like the dome on the top and then you could uh you unzip it? No, mine were always like the softer lunch. It was. A, you know I'm, talking I'm talking about a soft yeah. one, but you like open it from the top, but you can also put stuff in the top. Yes. 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 I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. I know yep. exactly what you're yep. talking about. Those were a Once standard. again, for me, that seems yeah, very fitting for... to go with your Swiss gear. <laughs> See, exactly. For me, it was all about practicality. I didn't. It's uh, I wasn't trying to be cool. I'm confused because I always, you know, in college, me and Craig and Riley, we'd always call you the cool one of our group, and you were always yeah, be very confused about that. about that. Yep. And we'd be like, what are you talking about? You're by far the coolest one here. Now I listen to you in elementary school, middle school. I understand your confusion now because See? none of this yep. is cool. All very yep. practical items you had. Nothing. It was all functional yeah. for you. <laughs> Although I think, one of, I think one of my lunchboxes was a Batman one. So I okay, do remember dope. that. That's dope. Yeah. Did you ever have? I think we were a little too old, or excuse me, a little too young to have to have like the, like the character of the day metal lunchboxes. That wasn't really our era. I think yeah, we were a little too young for that. Once again, with the with the metal ones, they were kind of big and bulky, yes, heavy. Yep, and and they just once again goes back to practicality, Jared. I mean, yeah, I clearly <laughs> you couldn't I'm, clip yeah. it to the outside of your Swiss gear with the carab exactly. with the Swiss gear provided carabiner. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what happens if our school bus breaks down, hits a Michigan pothole half a mile up from school, and I gotta walk, Jared? Yeah. You know, I gotta. Yeah, because if it happened to me, if I was on that school bus, it would jump. That my backpack would land back down right on my sandwich. And you're, <laughs> I was just going to say, dude, your sandwich is done. Like, I haven't even made it to school yet, and my sandwich it's is just done. done. Yeah. Oh, um, man. You know another school supply, speaking of back-to-school season, that blew my mind when I moved to Germany, that kids you know, 11, 10 years old we're using, I believe you can you can guess. What would blow your mind as an American as a tool that children are using that makes no sense to you in school? To write, maybe. Oh, to write? Yeah. Um, I'm... They were using fountain pens in oh, like, I was going to say, yeah, the fancy school. pens. <laughs> and, right. and, and, and like, I remember I got a fountain pen in Germany because everyone was using them. 
And I'm like, this is impractical. Oh, I ruined a pair of pants because I tried to put a new uh, little ink cartridge in it. and it like blows okay. up on you. And it's like, why are children being forced to use this? Because in Germany, I think you're like forced to start using them in like second, third grade. And that's just like your main and either right in that cursive. And I'm like, what? what is this? What? what, what? era are you guys living in you can't let them use a good kugelschreiber which is like a right. clicky pen for those of you a that, coolie? that don't right. know it's like well why 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 do you have to use like right, a what almost pen. feels like yes what almost okay, yeah, i guess it doesn't have to be clicky what almost feels like a uh antiquated form of writing even though it feels sort right. of nice to write with it's never practical well and you and i are lefties too so oh, like yeah, using dude. a like fountain ink pen is not a good yeah, idea. Yeah. Oh jeez, I forgot nope. about that part. Another reason why nope. I can never use. <laughs> right. Right, for sure. For sure. Yeah, dude. I mean the there's just it's so funny like the just all the different stuff you can get for like the first day of school. And I feel like for me it was definitely like some cool pens or pencils, definitely some coloring pencils. Um, but also, dude, the fit was key. Mm -hmm. You needed a good fit your first day of school. Mm -hmm. I remember way back in the day when the light-up shoes were the thing. Like, I'm talking like kindergarten, first, second grade. My parents never uh, got me light-up shoes, and that really was I never was had their... them either. Oh, I you didn't think. either? I, I nope. asked for them all the time. And they were yeah. like, nah, no, you don't need light-up right. shoes. And I'm like, what? I still but kinda, they're sweet. <laughs> I still kind of want a pair. Do they make adult light-up right. shoes? They probably do, but they're probably like $1,000 for like adult, right. <laughs> adult ones. Right. Super fashionable. Uh, yeah, the fit, the light-up shoes were dope. Um, i trying to think what else. Oh, you mentioned the pens and stuff. Were you you were a mechanical pencil kind of person? Uh, no. I Well, once one, I think it was third or fourth grade when they started letting us actually use pens all the time. Mm. And then I just had ballpoint pens. But before that, I was a, I was a good old tried and true Ticonderoga. Ticonderoga. I, 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 um, I think I was a pencil person long past like them mandating pens. I would use them because they made, but I would, I enjoyed a, how a pencil felt. Although once again, as a lefty, really the best tool that a lefty has given the writing options that we have is like a ballpoint pen because yep. the ballpoint pens are kind of the hardest to smear. See, and as lefties, dude, we just need to learn how to write backwards. Yeah. I mean, we are smarter than, then right, than, than the righties. The, oh, you better believe <laughs> so it. So if anyone would have Thought figured it out, it would be the lefties. <laughs> the righties would just be like, no, just beat them until they use their right hand. I don't understand Exactly. The just tie their left hand behind their back. <laughs> <laughs> just get a ruler and slap their left hand every time exactly. they pick up a pencil with them. Speaking of back to school uh, traditions, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So... Um, uh, I have some. I, I let me go back to my notes because there's other stuff regarding back to school that I meant to bring up. Oh, I got some too. Oh, please go ahead. Go ahead. So this one I love. I, I read about this. Uh, so in Indonesia, Jared, the first day of school in a lot of places, it'll actually be more like an orientation for students to get to know each other and make friends. What are your thoughts on that, Jared? I love that. I mean, I think that's. Um, in a, I mean that that is an important part of school I, i'd say the socialization i would argue is equally as important as the um as the actual education part of it you know oh i would agree and and so especially especially you know like elementary middle school stuff i mean even high school it's all all of it um and so and so i i think that's great especially for you know a loser like me you've heard about my first day of school uh, excursions or my new school excursions being by myself so yeah um i love it yeah i think it's great to just it you know you start to foster more of a community with your students which is always great we kind of did it in I, college i mean we had yeah. a, like a, for freshman freshman year we had like a whole not a we week literally our freshman or like a couple days of stuff no it was a week was it a full I'm week sure freshman orientation was a full week yeah i think so because we came before all the other students did didn't we we did do that, yeah. I guess I just don't remember how many days it was, but there were certainly at least a, a, a few days of activities where where there were like various sort of get to know each other activities and, and groups with like our right. F uh, for what do you not FYE? I was for, I almost said for your first entertainment. year um, seminar. Yeah, first year seminar, um, and they had all those like get to know each other activities that we did right. for a couple of days. It's really, I think it's really important, and. Uh, yeah, I, I think that should be adapting in a lot of other schools and other places. You know, spend the first couple of days kind of having the students get to know each other, get familiar with the school, 
Also gives the teacher some time to get to know the students a little bit. I guess so. I can just see a lot of good advantages to that. I guess so. But I mean, it's also generally so easy for kids to make friends. You know, it, it seems like it seems like so easy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because um, even as someone, you know, I talked about as that's <laughs> sat by myself for some time. It's not like I didn't have friends per se. Speak for yourself, Jerry. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Um, <laughs> uh, so. Do you have any other things you want to talk about? I do. Please, go ahead. So, Keep going. Yeah. So, I don't mean so to... now I mentioned, Jared, that some places might have some celebrations. Yeah. Well, so in we Saudi Arabia, back-to-school celebrations can last for days. Jesus. So in Saudi Arabia, many schools don't start parents? classes on the... Like, fr- finally. What? Is that the parents celebrating? Like, finally. These Maybe. That's right. House. That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure parents from many nations probably... Um, celebrate, Jerry. Yeah. But anyways, in Saudi Arabia, many schools don't start classes on the first day, but have a few days of celebrations, also related to uh, to Indonesia, where students socialize and get to know each other over food and activities. Um, so, I don't even can think... you imagine that, Jared? How nice that would be? Have like a pizza party. Your first, you know, that's super American of me to say. A pizza but, you know, party. Have like a pizza party the first day of school. Get to meet all your friends. Find out who likes pepperoni, who's a cheese guy or gal, you know. That's hilarious. I, I love how you say that. Like, that's a major, like, personality trait to learn about That's someone. how you know who you can be friends <laughs> with, Jared. Never trust the cheese eaters. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's what I Well, heard. you got to be careful. <laughs> got to be careful, just cheese certainly. people. I'm like, all right. I'm keeping my eye on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I feel like education is not even respected enough in the US for them to celebrate the beginning of it, you know? For for like resources to be focus to be focused on celebrating it in a weird way. Well, Jared, even I though would... the, the people involved in the education, like the teachers and uh, like they in like administration generally seem to be involved. I don't know. I feel like just our education is so unrespected that it would be like just get to it. Why are you guys wasting time well partying? I think I think what we do in our culture more, Jared, is we celebrate the end. Like, I know some of yeah. my uh, coworkers who have kids, they have, like, eighth grade graduation and, like, these types of things. We had so year-end we do celebrate recitals. it. Did you have those back in the day? Um, I think we did, yeah. I, I do remember, at least for when I was in third or fourth grade, our choir class had, like, a little end-of-the-year concert. Yeah. Um, but that's actually, there's a lot of Asian cultures, because I was reading Vietnam, China, I think also Japan. They might have like an assembly with a presentation, usually on like the first week or or sometimes in the first month of school, so the students can kind of get to know each other and then Damn, first do like a presentation. Get to it, come on. Because I remember I had students in China who actually had to miss my lecture because they had to go um, rehearse for a presentation, and I, I asked my Chinese colleague and I said, "Is is this okay for me to allow them to?" Miss class for this and she said oh yeah these presentations are very important so this is a back to school presentation or like a welcoming like start of the school year kind of presentation what, what do they talk about uh, well i don't know because i never went to any right. of them because I, I was well i one i was virtual for you know one I'm of so them so I was over here in the states like, what are they ta- and then presenting? while i was in china when they they always usually did them actually on the weekends um, which I found interesting is they would do them at least at the university where I worked on the weekends. So usually on Saturday um, or sometimes on Friday night. And so usually on my Friday nights or Saturdays, I was in another city um, doing like other workshops and stuff. So okay. so I didn't make it to any of them, but it would have been cool to experience it for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they go all out, dude. Like they have quite quite the shows shows like there's like performances yeah like it's a performance oh, dude okay. like okay all right yeah that'd be interesting to see do you have any do you have anything else that I, I don't have anything else so in kazakhstan the first day of school uh is actually a full family celebration so so the the families will gather have tons of food um i'm looking at a picture of this jared and it's just like a table filled with like dish after dish after dish of food i wish i could tell you what it is but i have no idea what what any of this stuff is i don't know anything about uh, kazakhstan cuisine but at seven years old children in kazakhstan begin their education uh, with a day called til ashar or initiation into education it's not uncommon for parents to organize a ceremony and cook a oh here we go jared cook a feast with lamb and other treats uh, and also some sweet desserts. According to Kazakh World, the child will recite by memory to the guests each of his uh, Jeti Atta, which is the seventh generation of grandfathers. 
I couldn't do that, Jared. I couldn't recite seven generations back. Oh, in your own family? Yep. Of mm-hmm. grandfathers? <clears throat> right. I couldn't do my great-grandparents. Right. I couldn't. Yeah, me. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, well, I couldn't do my great-great-grandparents, but still. Yeah. Um, so that's only, what, three generations or something like that? Yeah. I could do my great-grandmother. That's about the one of them. That's about the best I could do. Right. You know what meal um, I think about mm-hmm. all the time? Speaking of, this is, I guess, Azerbaijan. Remember okay. our, our friend Rachman made us that rice one time when there weren't oh, that yeah, many the people? Basmati rice? What the hell was that called? Basmati rice. Basmati is, no, that's not what it was called. Basmati is a kind of rice grain. That's the actual rice that was used in it. But, right. But I, I've, I've spent legitimate time trying to figure out what the dish was. The dish was not basmati rice. That's just okay. the rice. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you then. But I've been. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know why I thought you could. Your food knowledge is weak. <laughs> um, all right. No, okay. Um, yeah. I'm saying you can keep I'm going. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll, you have know, to, I'll have to. I'll have to ask. It. You can keep. I'll going. have to ask Rahman about that because I'm. I'm curious now. What? Um, but yeah. I don't know, I Jared. I think I, was, uh, I tried to make it a couple of years ago and I couldn't find it. Okay, you you didn't just Google like Azeri rice dish? Of course I did. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I just think it's nice to see how different cultures celebrate, like the first day of school and what they what the parents and what the schools would do for the children. I think it's really great to see like you know these awesome backpacks from Japan and the Schultüten from Germany. You know, I think is a great gesture. For for me in the U.S., all we really did was you know take a picture. And obviously, we went back to school shopping for some school supplies, and obviously, the fit was key. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure my happiest year, Jared, was I had like a, I think a Godzilla t-shirt on back when I was a kid. I was a huge wow. Godzilla fan That's... when I was younger. Really? Oh, yeah. you saw like you've yeah. seen like the movie and stuff. I've never seen the movie. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Especially yeah, and not. I think I think where it started though, Jared, was actually the Rugrats because Tommy's favorite toy was Reptar. Mm-hmm. So, so like, you know, so I was into T-Rexes already. I see. And then Godzilla came along, and it's like, all right, well, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, Jared. I think it's important to celebrate education a little bit, you know, gather some excitement around it, because school can sometimes be a very hard, difficult, and dreary place. And so I think it's good to, you know, try to start it off on the right foot. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with, like, gathering excitement ar- around the idea of education because generally speaking i mean this is true for me right now i think it's hard to get kids excited about school you know right and the, yeah if, well I, if culture and society are excited about school like on a whole i think it's easier than how we generally treat the idea of educators and in, in the education system here in the u.s which is like not great Right. And it's and it's it's a big change for kids, you know, like especially your first time at school. So I think that's why it's great. Like some of these countries like Indonesia that offer like an orientation for the students to get to know one another, because, you know, for a lot of kids, if they didn't go to daycare, um, so they, you know, only spent time with their parents, it can be a huge adjustment going from that to going to school, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So. It's. I think it's cool that you know you see them do that. I like that in Saudi Arabia they have like a couple days of celebration, where you just. I don't know. Just to me, it sounds kind of nice, Jared. A, a nice kind of transition from not school life into school life. Um, you know, enjoying some food together, getting to know each other. Just so I don't know. So I think it it just makes the school year run a little bit more smoothly. You know, if you have somebody in your class you can hang out with or talk to, makes a big difference. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree. So, so yeah, so I think that, that covers uh, our back-to-school session for today. And uh, we hope everybody going back to school, whether that be, um, you know, school, high school, college, whatever, um, have a good start to your school year. Be safe. Have a lot of fun. Uh, get yourself a schultute um, <coughs> if you need some treats and some utensils. Or if you want to spend a little bit of more money, Get yourself a, a Randoseru Japanese-style backpack because these things do look pretty sweet. Um, so check those out. But anyways, let us know some of your favorite back-to-school excitement, traditions, or celebrations yes. at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. Also, check us out on YouTube and Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. And please, 
five-star reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say at the Untranslatable Podcast, Děkujeme, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. I, I just typed in Ron Ducero backpack and just went to shopping on Google. <clears throat> and there is a cool canvas one here that has like mm-hmm. a handle on. I like the handle on top as well. Right. It's a nice touch yeah. where you can hold it as a briefcase. Oh, yeah. And that one is like a... Oh wait, no, that's a different one Yeah, it's $180 I feel like these things could last forever though, dude Like you could could give this to your great-grandchildren when they go to school I wore this on my first day of grad school Now you can wear it on your first day of, I don't know, kindergarten Exactly I'm seeing some really cool ones, dude I might need to get my hands on one of these Rando Seru Yeah, I'm really digging this one I'm looking at Jeez, they just have like a sleek style to them, you know, like just like the I like the kind of like front leather flap. Yeah, this one I'm looking you know, at is in, kind of nice isn't leather. Touch. Yeah, I, I like the although I feel like if, if if I would this one is like a like a you know like a cloth material, but I feel like if if I'm gonna get a Rondi Sarah, I should just get it needs to be leather, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Because that, that's go. what it is. It's leather. Exactly. I like how on Amazon they say upscale satchel, Japanese school bags. <laughs> I guess that's kind of what it is. I mean, I guess that's it upscale. Ooh, I like this dark brown layer.